Hi, I'm Marvie Cheddar Grossman with Kick-Ass Strong. And hi, I'm Tanya Unterbrenner with Catapult Coaching and Consulting. And together, we have joined forces to be able to share with you what it is going to take to become Kick-Ass Strong and catapult your life to meet your dreams. We have been able to go through a lot of different things in our lives. And so we hope to give you tips and techniques that you can use in your life to catapult to the life you deserve to live and the life of your dreams. Hi, as we said, I am Tanya Unterbrenner with Catapult Coaching and Consulting. I have actually been a life coach. Um, I opened my business back in 2012, and I went through schooling, got my degree and my bachelor's degree in psychology with an emphasis in life coach, where I obtained my life coaching certifications through the American Association of Christian Counselors. So by doing that work, I was able to actually go through a coaching tract at that school where I learned eight different designations um, in the coaching world. And so I, I guess I have eight different designations that range from life coaching to um, financial coaching to marriage and family even addiction and recovery coaching, all the way to executive and leadership coaching. So there are a lot of different things that I can help people with. And I guess I chose to go that route because I know that the coaching that I do truly is a transformational type of coaching. And I can help people that are going through a number of different transitions in their lives because number one, I've gone through a lot of them myself in my personal life journey, um, but also because I'm educated in a lot of those circumstances as well. So anyone that's been going through a transition or maybe they feel stuck in life, they don't know what's next for them. Those are the type of people that I like to help. And, you know, through my programs, I offer a lot of different techniques and tools that help us look into, you know, deep inside of the person and actually get down to the root of the cause of this feeling of stuckness and help them get on a track to actually get to where they want to be. And coaching is not about me telling the person where to go or what I think is best for them, or even my opinion on anything that they're doing. It is all client-led. So when someone comes to me, let's say it's a business person, and they come to me and they say, I want to make a million dollars. My first question to them will be, why are you not? And my next question is going to be around a lot of things that are not even related to that million dollars. It might be, how are your relationships at home? And how is your health? And, you know, where's the stress in your life? And by going through those different areas of that person's life, we'll be able to get to the core of the issue and address that core while we are looking at the tangible uh, goals and actually completing successfully tangible goals while on the journey of getting down to that root cause. So I consider myself a transformational coach that I can help a lot of different people. Been in business for a long time. Uh, I've had this business for 11 years, helped a lot of people, and 
yeah, I guess lived a long life and a lot, a lot of personal things that uh, have happened on my journey. And I hope to be able to share that along our journey together. And um, as we go on, we will be able to open up and, and just see where we can connect on a lot of different levels. That's great. (laughs) Yes. Well, we actually have very similar styles in terms of coaching. Um, I too consider myself a transformational coach. I didn't start out that way. I actually started out more as a teacher. I had experienced a lot in terms of business and in terms of personal trauma. And as a result of that, I learned by being coached myself what it entailed to really do the work. And if one does the work, the process works. Mm -hmm. So I have developed, like you, a, a program that takes a person where they're at and helps them learn new ways of thinking, uh, new ways of approaching life and how to set boundaries, for example, mm-hmm. or how do you move on if you're really stuck? Yeah. So because we are so similar, I think that was probably the God thing that brought yeah. us together. Yeah. And, and I think with us just talking and sharing what our experiences have been, uh, what we have learned in those experiences can truly be beneficial to others that are listening in. Oh, definitely. I think we, we share a lot of the same viewpoints and visions, um, but also have differences that can be beneficial to other people as well. I mean, yes, along the same lines, but maybe we had different ways of accomplishing a certain goal or different ways of looking at a situation, different perspectives that ultimately would lead to the same thing because we are kind of in alignment that way, but just different ways of looking at things, you know, because of our different experiences and and all of that. Right. I And I think that's what is so fascinating about being a life coach. Mm -hmm. People go to a therapist and they pretty much know what to expect. This person is going to walk me through these steps. They're going to prescribe certain activities that I should be attempting to do. And I'm going to go back there on a regular basis. With life coaching, although you and I have done it long enough now, when a person starts talking to us, we probably know where they're going. Mm -hmm. However... They are still in the driver's seat and it is up to them to figure out one, do I, I really want to change Mm -hmm. it is because there's a difference between I know I should and I want to. Yes. So if they want to, then you and I offer different styles. Mm-hmm. I too have a lot of business uh, background. I have been in business since I graduated from college many, many years ago and became a strategic business consultant working for one of the top 100 consulting firms in the country. 
That is where I gained my experience in business and also specifically in manufacturing. Yeah. Which helped because then look what happened. Mm-hmm. I ended up CEO of Lancoda, which mm-hmm. is a manufacturing company of aftermarket mm-hmm. yep. agricultural supplies. Mm-hmm. But like you, there was a time where I said, you know what? Um, there's, there's something else for me. And that is when I turned over the company to my sons and I said, I know what I need to do based mm-hmm. upon my experience of being coached. So I too went, I became certified by John Maxwell. Uh, through his program, I attended several of Darren Hardy's uh, programs, and then I too became certified as a life coach because mm-hmm. I wanted that credibility behind me. Right. Yep. Yep. And I think you know a lot of coaches go through that. You know, at the beginning, thinking of um, you know basically. I would do this for free. I already do this for free. It's just like being somebody's best friend. Why would somebody pay me to do this? And, you know, I went through that too for about a year when I first started coaching. And it's it's all of that imposter syndrome and not feeling mm-hmm. like I'm good enough or why should I charge for this service? Right. And, you know, it took a couple of people to really get me out of that mindset. And it comes with, you know, I don't charge people just by pulling a number out of the air. You know, uh, charging people, number one, holds them accountable for doing the work. I have definitely seen both sides of the story by working, you know, I had worked through a grant um, through Good Samaritan Society. And they had a grant. And so the people that we took care of did not have to pay anything. And so to see their level of commitment compared to um, the people that pay a much higher fee, you can definitely tell the one that has more skin in the game. And uh, they have more to lose, so to speak, if they don't put their best foot forward and really try to progress in the process. And so, you know, going through that walk, uh, taught me a lot about myself. I think it taught me a lot also about coaching because I had to say, you know, if I'm going to charge X amount, that's what I have to be prepared to bring to the table. So I had to then step it up and know that that was my value. And that's what I expected for my clients to get out of me. And then it took another friend to say, you're not just paying or they're not just paying for your quote unquote coaching. They're paying for your past experiences. They're paying for your college education. They're paying for, you know, it's what you have to live on. They're pay- That's your income. And so never be afraid to charge that. And that's right. And so I am the coach. And I think there's a lot of coaches out there that don't understand that. Uh, but I am the coach that charges what my value is or what I see as my value. And um, I know it's that. And and I also know that the people that are making that investment, they're taking it seriously. They're making that investment in themselves. They know that they have something to work on. And they know that um, through 
help of a coach, one that they get along with, they're going to be able to help, you know, help them make those steps forward. So I, I guess kind of went off on a tangent with that, but I think it's important for all of us to understand that there's got to be skin in the game from both sides. Absolutely. And a good client is going to also have to be there for the good coach. It's not just one-sided. Right. I agree. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that coaching is becoming more accepted. Mm-hmm. However, I think there are still people out there who are hanging their shingles, so to speak, as a life coach, and they yeah. really haven't done the work themselves. That's and correct. and that that is too bad. That's frustrating. Yes. It is. However, what is the benefit of seeing a life coach? Mm-hmm. From my standpoint, my eyes sparkle and my heart gets warm and I just get this such amazing feeling of accomplishment. When I think of some of the women that I have coached and men who mm-hmm. have truly done the work right. and, and they have made amazing, amazing strides in their lives. I had a client that couldn't come see me for months without going through a box of Kleenex. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, that was, that was part of it. You have to sometimes get down in the dirt to, yeah. to start healing. Mm-hmm. And she did the work and she did the work and a couple years later, she comes back and she says, you know, I'm thinking of, of moving and taking mm-hmm. a different job. Mm-hmm. And I mean, wow, what a, a transformation from yeah. this woman who was filled, filled with self-doubt, a lack yeah. of self-worth, uh, questioning if she had done things right? Could she have done things better? And now she was living in the present and now she was empowered and now she was making the decisions. And for to see that in her and a number of other women and men, Mm -hmm. it is, it is so, so rewarding, but these, these people did the work. It's not, you just Oh, I have an appointment with my coach today at 1.30. I'll go. We'll talk yeah. for an hour. I go out the door and I'm done. That right. does not happen. Correct. There are some coaches out there that you had talked about that kind of just, you know, put it on the shingle and say that they're a life coach. And whether they got laid off from a job or... um Maybe they just wanted to start their own business and wanted to do that. And being a life coach is very, very rewarding. There's a lot of things that go into coaching, though, kind of like you said, that can't be taught. And the experience is uh, is a very big thing for for a life coach to have. You know, the the education, yes, but also the personal life experience and. I think having the intuition and the the background and the um, emotional intelligence is a very big phrase that that's thrown around right now. Mm-hmm. That's very important to have in order to to be in order to be a person that someone is comfortable enough to open up to. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, you dig deep 
and you dig really deep. And you have to also be the person that when they think they're digging deep, you know they're not. And you have to be able to call them out on it and say, that's not right. Keep going. Keep right. digging. Let's right. pick another onion layer off, you know? Yes. Um, there's, for some reason, I have a lot of male clients. I didn't realize it until a female client mentioned it to me. Um, she was, she was actually helping me with some marketing material and she said, so your target audience is females. And I just had to think about it for a second. And I said, actually, I might be at a phase where I'm doing more male clients right now. And she was a client of mine too. And so I asked her, I said, why do you think I would be a good uh, coach for males? And she said, because you're no BS, you know, you're right there. And she said, you're approachable and you look them in the eye and you're just honest. And, and I said, well, I always tell them at the beginning that I'm going to make them cry. <laughs> I guess they're up for the challenge. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That's just part of it. And I think um, the people that don't have that experience, they might not feel comfortable in that situation. Um, and if they do, that more power to them. The part that that worries me about a coach that just says they're a coach just because is um, that there can be some damage done. Um, mm -hmm. It's like going to someone that says they're a therapist that isn't. Uh, you know, it. we're not therapists. Well, you're different. Uh, I am not a therapist. And I always bring that up and make people aware of that. It's usually several times throughout our sessions. Um, but it's damaging. There, you can tell people different things and advise different things which number one, a coach should not ever do anyways. Uh, and people are respecting your opinion and doing what you say to do. And then all of a sudden it's damaging in some way, shape or form. And that's what makes me nervous about it. And mm -hmm. so even when I'm talking to a potential client that is just kind of testing out or um, interviewing certain coaches, mm -hmm. right. I make that mention. And I say, you know, yes, you need to connect with them. You also need to know their experience and just right. ask them about their background because it's important. I'm not saying you have to have all the letters behind your name. Um, I don't think that at all. I, I just think that personal experience, depending on what you're looking for coaching for, mm -hmm. um, the experience and whatever you're looking for has to be a thing, has to be real, and you have to connect with that person. Well, one of the things that you said I think is truly consistent among good coaches. And that is the use of their intuition. Mm -hmm. Intuition is a God-given gift that everyone really has. However, some are more in tune with their mm -hmm. intuition and yeah. allow that intuition to really lead them. And I think for both you and I, we have that gift we're very intuitive. I've been told that by clients. I've been told that by other coaches. And the benefit of being intuitive is different than being empathetic. Being intuitive is when I know that client is lying to me mm -hmm. because they don't want to fess up. 
I can ask a different question to make them think about it a little differently and hopefully get them to open up. But if you are not in touch with your intuition, which the bottom line is with that, to use it to the best of your ability to help that client, if they don't have that, they're simply going on reflective listening. And they're simply going on, what is this client telling me? Mm-hmm. So I think for a coach, whether it is an empowerment coach, a life coach, a business coach, even, you have to be in touch with your intuition mm-hmm. and you have to use that skill to the best of your ability mm-hmm. um, with that client. I think right. I, I, I agree. We we can go through all kinds of classes, get all kinds of certifications. It doesn't mean squat. If right. that coach has never walked in those shoes, if right. that coach has is not using their intuition, mm-hmm. if that coach is still working through their own problems, yep. But none of us are perfect, but as a coach. You need to have done the work yourself if you're going to start explaining to others, this is what works. Mm -hmm. Yep, I agree. I think what I was thinking of earlier, you kind of helped bring that back. The difference between a coach, a mentor, Mm -hmm. a therapist. And I think that is something that people are a little bit unclear of yet. Um, Right especially here in, in South Dakota, you said life yes. coaching is coming a thing. We are still way behind. Oh, yes. I agree. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, so here people think, um, sometimes they think that they're going to hire a business coach and that business coach is going to come in and tell them what to do. Sometimes the business coach thinks they're going to come in and tell the business what to do. And neither one of those statements is true. <laughs> um there are mentors who are people that have probably been there before, whether it been in the industry or at least in that position or that role in some way, shape, or form that then can go and use their success to guide the person behind them or the person that is hiring them, um, kind of the same as a consultant. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the therapist and the counselor are, you know, going to be looking at the client in a different way, um, sometimes more clinical, uh, sometimes just based on past experiences mm-hmm. um, and going from the past experiences and kind of trying to figure out why that person is where they are at this time. From a life coach perspective, we are considered positive psychology and positive psychology doesn't mean it's the most positive thing in the world, positive, like happy, but positive as in, if you put yourself on a timeline and you're currently at point zero, positive means you're going on the plus side. So you're going from point zero where you're at and moving forward. So we're going to help you look for what you want in your future. And we're not going to, I even sometimes don't like the word guide. 
because it's not like we're telling you what to do. We, I, because this is my practice, but I, and you can share how you do it, Marvie, but um, for me, I don't tell people what to do. Uh, Usually we have, you know, a couple of homework assignments every week that we meet. And it comes from our conversations. And when there's something that we're working on, I usually bring in to the conversation something that I've either developed as a tool or um, for something in my life, or maybe something that another client had done, or maybe something that I've read about. And I would usually bring up maybe three or four different things. And then I would ask the client, okay, so there's there's four different ideas right there. Do any of those things sound like something you would be interested in trying to use as a tool to get through this current problem? And they'll choose, or if they choose nothing, then I come back to them and say, okay, what is it that you think would be something that you would like to do that might get you over this hump? Or that might get you around that obstacle. And so that's how it comes from them. But it's never going to be something that I say, oh, this is your problem. This is what you need to do. Right. Uh, and that's that's the difference between the life coach and some of those other mentorships or um, consultancies that are out there. So I just think that's a very important part to bring to the table. And it differentiates what that client might be interested in as far as what service they're looking for. Right. Right. I know some people have a difficulty grasping that spending the money on a life coach Mm -hmm. is worthwhile. Mm -hmm. And yet um, I can go get my nails done and, and I see other women in there getting their nails done, a pedicure and you walk out of there, that's 150 bucks. Yep. You go shopping and you're not going to get one outfit for under $200, more than likely if you buy it at a reasonable store, not yep. Walmart or Target, but some other boutique. Mm-hmm. So it, I think it becomes a matter of, of priorities. I think it becomes a matter of how bad do I really want to change and where am I at with that? Right, right. And that's one of the questions that I ask when I I always offer an introductory call. Um, And I do that for a couple of reasons. Number one, I have to know that I can help. And, you know, if someone calls and they're looking for someone to just be a yes, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am person or they're looking for me to tell them exactly what to do, then they're not my client. So that would be one of the reasons of doing a, an introductory call. It doesn't cost anything, but the other one needs to be, they need to understand that it is an investment in themselves. And how badly do you really need this right now? Where would you be at your, in your life if you didn't do this? And you know, if you look at the situation, um, I, it's usually a, well, I always say it's a half hour. It's usually more than that, but, um, I, I never let, let them go empty handed. Usually if there's one thing that's going on, 
I do um, give them a couple of suggestions. And that is the time where I kind of take my coaching hat off just a little bit because I feel like they're looking for a quick answer. And I don't go into the full answer, but I they need to know they're being heard and then validated and that they're they're serious, they're being taken seriously. And so when they call and they go over their situation, we go over, okay, so I understand this and this and this. And then we talk about, you know, what coaching means and what it can do for them. And I usually talk about um, the investment and then I give them, you know, usually about 24 hours. And then it, if they're a no, then it's going to be one quick, okay, that's totally fine. You can still think about it. Come back to me anytime, but I don't chase people. It doesn't make sense to chase people. If you're telling me no right now, I'm not going to call you in two days and see if you've thought it over because you're not ready. You're right. obviously not ready for it. So you'll call me when you are. Um, right. But in the meantime, I'm going to let you know I care. And I'm going to say X, Y, Z. These are some mm-hmm. suggestions just to get you started on your journey. Maybe here's a book to read or um, here's a podcast to listen to or whatever. Uh, so I always try to help out, but there's there's definitely that explanation and there is that idea of it's it's a serious thing. It's a serious investment in yourself and it's part of taking care of yourself. Right. And getting you to the next level. Right. I think that people maybe think that if you go to a coach, you're a failure. Mm-hmm. Uh you why can't I figure this out on my own? Yeah. But I but I think that everyone needs to understand that we all get stuck sometimes. Yeah. And whether that is in our personal life with our relationships, whether we're in a dead-end job and we don't know how to go further, whether it's I'm in a startup business and I'm in yeah. the second year and I haven't brought home a dime. Right. It, there are there are certain situations where you think, God, I don't have the money for this. And yet, if you invested that money in yourself with someone to guide you and facilitate your journey, you would be so far ahead of the game. So far ahead of the game. And we're not talking $10,000 here, you know, at all. But it is an investment. And I think that a lot of people, people that are listening right now may be going, well, great, they're life coaches and this is what they do. So what? Well, the so what really is there are coaches out there for everyone. Yep. Um, your clients are not my clients. My clients aren't your clients because yep. they're different. Yep. Um, and even though we might know that what we have to offer could be good for everyone. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is going to be of the like energy. Right. And so that's cool. But I think people listening need to understand it's okay to get a life coach. Yeah. It really is. Whether that is for four sessions or 12 sessions, or like myself, I met with a coach every month for three years. Mm-hmm. And the reason I did that is because one, I was committed to doing the work. 
two, as I began to do the work, I realized how much work I really needed to do. Yeah. It was, yes, there's a lot of things in the world that don't go our way. Mm -hmm. But our interaction with those situations is Mm -hmm. under our control. How we react to it, uh, what we take away from them, what we hang on to, what we let go of. And I Mm -hmm. think uh, sometimes people just want to do life. They don't want to get down to that dirty uh, work. And yet Mm -hmm. they're also the ones that sit on the sidelines and complain that life isn't getting better. Right. So there's victim mode. Yes. Everything always happens to them. Yep. Right. I'm so, control. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Gotta be and, kick-ass strong so we can catapult. Yes, absolutely. And so that's what we're going to do in yeah. the next sessions. Uh, this first podcast was really for our audience to get to know who Tanya is, who Marvy is, what we can bring to the table. And quite frankly, you people that are listening, you've got two kick-ass coaches right here. Yeah. And with a lot of experience under our belt, not experience that necessarily we want to repeat or ever do over, but right. that experience brought us to where we are today. Mm-hmm. And without those, I wouldn't be a coach. Yep. So I'm excited about what we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. Uh, what we can share, and it'll be from two different perspectives, and yet from similar perspectives. I think for me, I don't make any bones about the fact that I'm a spiritual type of person. Mm -hmm. So if a client really doesn't want to go there, I'm okay with that, but they have to understand that they're not going to get the full benefit of working with me if they don't consider that as well. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I think this is going to be an awesome podcast, Tanya, and I think people are going to benefit greatly. Yes, definitely. I agree. All right. So everyone, again, I'm Marvy Cheddar Grossman with Kick-Ass Strong. You can find me on Facebook at Kick-Ass Strong. And I also have a webpage called www.kickassstrong.com. Tanya? This is Tanya Unterbrenner with Catapult Coaching and Consulting. My website is catapultmylife.com. And Facebook is, you know, Catapult My Life, I believe, on Facebook. (laughs) I don't memorize the exact address, but you can find me there. Okay. (laughs) All right. So uh, if you listen to this, you're excited about our journey that's ahead of us. If you have questions about life that you would like us to maybe discuss in this podcast, like, should I move to Alaska? Should (laughs) I move to South Dakota? Um, Should I change jobs? Uh, Or even then just, you know, if you want a whole episode talking about how to make decisions. Yes. How to set boundaries. Yeah. Yes. And what about this imposter syndrome? Mm -hmm. I have heard so much about that in the past Mm -hmm. month. 
People are talking about it. And that is just another way of saying, I don't feel worthy. Right. And that's, that's not true. Bottom line, everyone, everyone is worth it. Yep. And we're here to show you the love. So yes, absolutely. You'll get it from us. Absolutely. (laughs) So with that, let your light shine. Join us again at How to Become Kick-Ass Strong to Catapult Your Dreams. Thanks, Tanya. I'll see you later. Sounds good, Marvie. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for stopping by today. If you have any questions, any comments, or would like more information as to how to work with me, please check out the links below. And remember to follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Above all, have a kick-ass day.